the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Today's show is definitely for adults, so you will want to keep your young children occupied elsewhere for a time. We're going to talk today about how to understand our enemy. In any fight, this is an essential part of the battle plan. So let's think about this. What is one of the easiest ways to prevent young people from believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? What's one of the best ways to block the work of the Holy Spirit in their young hearts, which would ground them firmly in truth and morality and having God become their rock, their strength and defense all their lives? Well, the best way to send children on a detour to avoid the work of the Lord in their young lives is to sexualize them early. This not only produces rebellion against the values of their parents, it produces rebellion against the sexual ethics of God and the peaceable fruit of righteousness in their lives. Once sexual corruption happens to a child, he or she is destabilized and ready to be remolded, ready to be convinced to embrace antisocial behavior, ready to become a deep radical unless a loving intervention happens where the abuse is called what it is and the child's values and dreams can be repaired and rescued. 
But short of that, today we have schools, the media, and, frankly, the Democratic Party itself all working feverishly to sexualize children early with the help of radical feminists and homosexual and gender confusion activists, and then to call this education and even rights, and even to establish means by which children in schools are regularly introduced to graphic sexual topics. These folks desperately want this to be seen as a good thing. That's where we are quickly heading unless saner heads prevail, and it won't help our culture necessarily, except in small ways, to remove children from public schools. I've said this a few times in recent commentaries. Unless we remain engaged in those schools, because the radicals, those schools are producing, will destroy us all, folks. The escapist posture only works if a majority do this, that is, removing their children. And even so, all it takes is a very destructive minority to wreck our culture completely. So we must all continue to be involved to push back against the corruption and indoctrination happening to millions of children in schools and praise the Lord Parents are rising up and taking back school boards and exposing teacher union schemes. They are, at times, getting the obscene books out of schools. It's just starting, and we need to see a lot more of this, but it is happening. So it's important to understand how the enemy thinks. And these administrators, teachers, and librarians who defend and want to promote obscenity and porn-laden garbage in schools are our enemies, or even more importantly, the enemies of our children. They think they are their saviors, but they are actually the human tools Satan is using for our children's destruction, if they can get away with it. And of course, it goes without saying that not all teachers fall into this category. There are still some brave and principled people in our schools holding things together, I think, but they too are the victims of the progressive woke ideas, and we need to pray for them and appreciate their courage as some are coming forward as whistleblowers. But I want to share with you a few very important insights along these lines from a fellow named James Lindsay. You may know of him. He produces podcasts that are posted on the website New Discourses. And I do not agree with him on everything, but wow, what he says about the destruction of childhood innocence and what's behind it is extremely insightful. Again, we must try where we can to understand our enemies. James Lindsay did a podcast in November 2021 entitled Groomer Schools, and he describes the way many on the left think about the innocence of children. And if you've been mystified, as I have been so often, about what could possibly be driving the callous acceptance of so much obscenity in our schools? Well, this may answer quite a bit of it. Many of these folks think that the innocence of children is an element of the maintenance of power structures, capitalist, racial, heteronormativity in families, and so on. This is what many on the left believe. And it's the idea also taught in queer theory at the college level and even works into critical race theory. And you can see this show up in the Black Lives Matter organization and their desire to dismantle the Western patriarchal family, for instance. 
It's the notion that childhood innocence is a myth or at least is not really necessary. And in fact, children need to be freed from what is, in their view, an artificial and actually racist idea. Yes, racist. So let's listen to a couple of points that James Lindsay makes. One of the targets that woke culture wants to dismantle is the innocence of children. And it's very important to understand the way that these critical theories Think about the innocence of children. They see the innocence of children as a fundamental problem that has to be overcome in order to achieve their liberation, to achieve sexual liberation of children, to achieve gender liberation, to achieve racial liberation. So that's right. Childhood innocence is racist in the views of some on the left, especially the thought leaders. Now, he makes the point that not all on the left who carry this idea out know that this is what's behind it, that the Marxist-oriented ideologues are, in some cases, using those who are the actual predators or are just completely clueless as useful idiots. To the predators, they're kind of saying, yeah, you go ahead and work to destroy the innocence of children and we'll go easy on you and let you have your way with them. I'm paraphrasing him, but that's the point he's making. Why do we have more depressed, anxious kids these days? Why has the suicide rate among youth skyrocketed? Why are so many contemplating suicide? Well, Deep mental disturbance is where this destruction of innocence takes many children. Once they are sexually shocked and destabilized, and that includes planting doubts about one of the most fundamental aspects of their humanity, their identity as a male or female, then they are ready to be molded and shaped to become the change agents of societal chaos which will be needed to bring about the Marxist utopia that some think is possible. Only fools who know nothing about human history or actually about the realities of human nature think this would ever be utopia and that Marxism is at all a worthy goal, but that's at the basis of what's happening, according to James Lindsay. Let's listen to another really important point he makes. So your children become a tool for them to achieve their disgusting and catastrophic political aims, which will be a catastrophe, both in in the doing, in the means, and in the ends, your children become the tool. And in the meantime, your children actually get massively psychologically and even sexually abused so that they can achieve that. So his analysis explains a lot, and he describes the issue in schools at the end of his podcast as an emergency. And yes, it is, and we must continue to expose what's going on and then take the necessary steps to remove this poison from schools. Again, we must use law-abiding methods. We are not to be the violent revolutionaries that the other side is pretty comfortable with. And yet there are so many forces who just don't get what they are doing, or they just don't care. They're going along with it. Why do we have librarians and school boards unwilling to remove blatant pornography from libraries, books like Gender Queer, and This Book is Gay, and A Court of Mist and Fury, and so on? There are so many titles, I could not even begin to list them all. At least some of these folks have got to be okay with children losing their innocence. So the sexual anarchy activists 
take adolescence and pre-adolescence and their stresses and changing bodies and hormones, their social struggles, and didn't we all go through this to some extent, only it's much worse today, thinking, where do I fit in, etc. And then they convince kids at these pivotal points in their growing lives that they are stressed because it's a plot by your family, by the traditional society to keep you from being who you really are. And so when these radicals are blocked from access to children and alluring them into such corruption and destructive thinking, they become enraged. So remember, how the left screamed in protest last May when Governor DeSantis signed a what he called a parental rights bill. That was the bill that blocked teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity in grades K through 3 and then only age-appropriate material after that. Well, the reason they were enraged is because they really want access to children to change their minds and hearts, whether parents agree or not. This is deep rebellion against morality and sanity, and we have many rebels, apparently, working in our schools. James Lindsay says that some on the left believe the innocence of children is a tool to maintain power structures, capitalism, racism, etc. This is what so many on the left believe, and this explains a lot. Brainwashing children, sexually initiating them early, introducing them to porn, and all the ways their innocence is smashed makes these precious children fragile and unstable, and so they are ready to be molded. The left believes that keeping them innocent is a plot to perpetuate existing systems like capitalism. And breaking this down, destabilizing them, makes them easier to shape into the ones who can become radicalized. I think about the young city-smashing Antifa members in the summer of 2020, for instance. So the point is to get them while they're young and teach them to hate their parents and existing society to disbelieve any history they are taught and very unsure of who they themselves really are. Are they non-binary, gender fluid, the opposite sex? Is your confused daughter really a cat? That may explain some of the furries showing up in schools these days. Actually, mental illness or possible demonic influence really explains it, I think. But this is where this leads. And here we were tempted to think Marxism is only about destroying capitalism for a worker-based society. Well, this is how they do it. This is apparently the method used in communist China in the 1960s. And people who are from Eastern Europe also point to the same methods that were used there during the era of socialism. Make kids hate their parents, hate their heritage, and the quickest way to get them to turn is through sexual or gender corruption. And then when their parents object and say, no, no, honey, don't do this. It will be bad for you. And try to steer them back to sanity and morality. The kids hate their parents for denying them the right to be who they really are and to now indulge in the sexual activities that they have been introduced to. This is why there's a huge eruption against parents' rights by the left, by the teachers' unions. They have been attempting to subvert parental rights for decades, and now it's being revealed, and they really don't like how parents are rising up. This is what the sexual rights movement is about. 
You, student, have a right to all this and don't listen to even your parents if they try to deny you your rights. So this explains a lot. We wonder why grown men want to dress up as women, parade around before children, and read them stories, but more importantly for them, to sometimes do sexually explicit vulgar gyrations in gymnastics, and so on. This explains a lot, friends. We will continue talking about knowing our enemies when we return here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. Don't go away. We will be right back. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So we're talking today about the destruction of childhood innocence and how some on the left seem to be fine with this. We are examining how we can know our enemy better because the folks who want to corrupt children are definitely our enemies and the enemies of our children. They are the enemies of the perfect will of God for our children and for our families. Now, when we talk about our enemies and we examine some of the things that we shared with you from James Lindsay in the previous segment, and we talk about this is what they think and that they are all about cultural Marxism, the destruction of the family, the defilement of innocence as being an element of capitalist, heteronormative, traditional family culture that the Marxists want to destroy in order to create a new utopia. That's how they think. We have to be careful, and I just did it. We have to be careful about using the term they And that this kind of thinking applies to everyone on the left and all progressives in our schools who are engaging in the destructive activities, lessons, books, materials, sex ed, and so on that end up destroying childhood innocence. Not all of them are on board with the queer theory academics who are proposing all of this and putting all of this in motion and have been for decades and decades. What's happening is that the left is falling in line with the most radical elements of their leadership and our children are suffering for it. But not every librarian out there, not every left-wing teacher is going to understand what we're talking about if we accuse them of these specific things. But again, they are either clueless or they just want to go along because this is the team they've joined and they are going to support them no matter what, or they're useful idiots, or they are predatory themselves and are happy to have any way that they can access children. All of the above can be true among these people that we call they. So we have to prayerfully and with discernment approach each person that we're talking to, um, and including school board members who seem to be willing to tolerate so much of this garbage, they may not all be thinking along these lines that childhood innocence can be completely obliterated with no problem. They may just be intimidated themselves too. They, They may see things wrong with it, but are too afraid to speak up. We need to give people courage to speak up, even those on the other side. I used to be one of those people on the other side. I wasn't anywhere close to what these progressives are, and I never would never have dismissed childhood innocence. The left has deteriorated greatly since I was even a small part of it. But 
that is the way the thinking is that you really want to go along and you don't want to rock any boats and you don't want to be guilty of things like censorship. But at what point do people draw a line? You know, when outright triple X rated material is available in sex ed and in libraries, many people are going to come over to our way of thinking if we just approach it in the right way. So one of the other things that happens with this that I want to add to this is that for decades, I have been monitoring and reporting on the homosexuality and now gender confusion movement and what they've been doing in schools where they started with homosexual clubs and now those are in virtually every public high school and middle school. They're going to start showing up, I believe, in elementary schools as well. And uh, the, the moves to promote all this to children and through the teachers' unions and through activist teachers who have become bolder and bolder in recent years in some of them proclaiming their own gender confusion or homosexuality. This has all happened, and along the way, they proclaimed themselves to be victims of bullying, of discrimination, and of course now their voices are the loudest ones and you can't get a word in edgewise, and it's traditional values people who are the ones who are being victimized. But What's happened is that all along the way, they have been trying, the homosexual activists and these teachers and their movement groups like the Human Rights Campaign and GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, have been trying to sell people on the idea that some people are born homosexual or born in the wrong sex body at times, and all of this is like race. So you can see how the critical race theory folks and the sexual radicals have joined forces to convince more and more of the American public, but as well as children in schools, and this is where these movements join hands, that if you object to any of it, including the obscenity that accompanies the homosexuality and gender confusion promotion in our schools, if you object to any of it, you are just like the Ku Klux Klan. You are a racist. Our kids are being sold this under diversity, equity, and inclusion. Obscenity does not qualify as diversity or inclusion or equity. I'm sorry. And we know that. We know that. So that's how they're getting away with this. And then, as James Lindsay points out, being innocent is an element of the white traditional heteronormative culture, or that's what these folks are trying to get people to agree to that innocence needs to be tossed aside, that first of all, children don't suffer, they say, from having obscenity presented to them, from even being sexually initiated in early years. They don't suffer, and we should stop holding on to, to, to traditional values um, and protecting children because it's racist. This is a suicide pact. The longest-term, best-established research so in social science has always shown that delay of sexual activity for children and teens is associated with higher academic achievement, more emotional stability, and more civilized behavior all across the board. So we need to understand where this is going and understand what the goal is and push back against it. 30 and 40 years ago, the earlier gay rights marches uh, had a goal to abolish age of consent laws. You may remember that. Well, this is part of 
another concurrent stream of activism that's working also to destroy childhood innocence, and that is the child empowerment movement. You will see this in the Declaration of the Rights of the Child, which has been in draft form for some 30 years at the UN, and they've never been able to get all countries to go along with it. But it allows freedom of association for children. It's way beyond the first uh, rights of the child, which is basically, you know, food, water, protection, health care, and so on. And the other part of this movement is the movement to allow children the right to consent to sexual encounters. And I mean legally, we have to remain aware and we have to know that this is ultimately a fight against our children knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and being able to live out their lives with those values. How do we counteract this? We teach them early all about sexual morality according to the Bible, about marriage, about God's design of them as male and female. Friends, that's all we have time for today. I hope you will remember that with God, all things are still possible. And I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.